listening to a podcast from Light FM. Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. Today we're on the topic of a legacy of teeth for life with Dr. Suresh Nair from Pristine Dental Center. Let's talk about this idea of a legacy of teeth for life. What does that mean? And then when it comes to teeth, what do Malaysians think or feel about them in relation to this? First of all, teeth for life. It is entirely possible. In fact, it should be the status quo. To have teeth for life is not impossible or difficult. It should be very, very easy. As far as Malaysians are concerned, though, for some reason, we always we seem to think that at some point of time, we are supposed to lose our teeth. Yeah. And we're supposed to engage in an exercise of replacing them. A major part of our battle in, in, in dentistry is to try to convince everyone that no, you're supposed to have your teeth for life. We see examples of this with the Japanese and the Scandinavians, you know, having teeth for life and it, it works for them. So it should work for us. Is it sort of a mindset? Is it a, I don't know. I'm just trying to understand. Why, why do we think this Why would yeah. the Japanese and, and, and Europeans <clears throat> sort of, or how do they think differently is it versus what we, us? Is, yeah. what, what's, what's causing this? Yeah, Or even our thinking. The way we think, yeah. I think it really is the way that we think. There, there is a difference between lifespan and health span. The Japanese think they have a philosophy, Ikigai, that you know they live in such a way that they want to be as healthy as long as they can. They do not subscribe to the philosophy that you age and therefore you're supposed to get all the diseases like diabetes or heart disease just because you age. Mm, right. So they believe in keeping their health for as long as possible. And that, of course, means that they keep their teeth for as long as possible. But if you look at Malaysians, it's so common to hear, oh, I'm sick it's because I'm old. Or mm. my, my teeth are bad because I'm old. But that has to change. It doesn't have to be that way. That's a very fascinating outlook. I think that is something we all know, like the auntie who goes, of course, I've got diabetes. I'm over right. 60. What? Like, it's almost like when you hit a certain age, these, you know, bits of us are supposed to fall apart or fall off. Doctor, most people, parents in particular, don't worry too much about milk teeth as they aren't important like the second set of permanent teeth coming in. Is this actually the case? Milk teeth are really, really important for several reasons. One is that the milk teeth set the stage for positioning. So a lot of times when teeth are mobile or they are problematic, parents think nothing of having them removed. But what happens is that when a milk teeth is removed, then Mm. things move around and shift. And when the permanent teeth want to come out later, they come out in the wrong position. So maintaining your milk teeth is important. And of course, if your milk teeth are healthy, then the child is able to function and eat and be comfortable without suffering any kind of pain or discomfort. That's also very important. The third reason for me personally, milk teeth are like the canary in the mines, you know. If something happens to the milk teeth, a high amount of decay, a lot of damage, it's already like a warning sign that something is going on with that child for so much damage to occur. And those same factors would cause the same kind of damage to the permanent teeth later on. Well, I was going to ask you, I mean, like it sounds to me, if we're talking about a legacy of teeth for life, that 
if we're so ambivalent about milk teeth in the beginning, that's obviously the starting point of where we get things wrong. And then from what I understand from you, the, the next step where we get things wrong is if kids have got dental issues there, we don't necessarily think this is a gloomy picture hmm. of the future to come because of how we're not taking it as seriously or changing things in order to make the next step. So can you walk us through a little bit on how we're getting things wrong from the beginning and keep getting things wrong? And this is part of the reason why we, we don't have teeth for life. Important factors that determine whether the teeth are healthy or not. The basic things that we've been taught in school, hygiene routines, diet and care. These are very theoretical to us. But if a parent notices that a child has got problems like decay and caries, it will not miraculously disappear when the permanent teeth come out. So what is causing this? Usually it's diet and poor hygiene. Now, sugars do not exist naturally in the world. We created sugar, but that is what is prevalent in our diet now. Just like general health, it starts from children too. I mean, we're talking about child obesity, we're talking about children having all kinds of diseases very early now. The same thing with teeth. If we have a balanced diet, make sure that sugars are low and teeth are cleaned at the right time, and then visiting dentists at the right time, and there are certain things that can be done in the practice to protect teeth, then all these will conspire to give you teeth for life. Most parents, myself in particular, I was that parent, don't think about taking our kids to the dentist unless there's something wrong. But if we're talking about teeth for life, we're doing that wrong. <laughs> Tell us what we should be doing instead. I think this is the entire Malaysian mindset to health. Doctors are there to treat problems, treat diseases and cure issues, right? But that's not why doctors really are there. You're supposed to be able to see if you can prevent disease in the first place. So it's called wellness. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I'm laughing because it, it seems so far beyond this idea of prevention and it's called wellness and it's like ding, ding, light bulb. Because in a lot of people's minds, is if it broke, don't fix it. Right, but you should be making the steps like you said, yeah. The thing is that we seem to be breaking, you know, at all the wrong times. And to prevent that, it's not so difficult in health as well. So if we have the concept of wellness, then dental wellness is also part of it. Why is it important? Because we are today able with the technology that we have and the philosophy that we have to anticipate problems for that particular individual. Now, a lot of treatment and modalities and philosophies are blanket. But people who come to medical practices or dental practices are individuals. We do not put each person into a particular box. And so when you come in, then you as an individual, you are Asha, you have got your particular problems, your particular environment. What can I do to help you with your particular situation to make sure you have deep for life? That is what dental visits are going to do for you now. So what can parents do even if their kids are already in their teens about creating a legacy of healthy teeth for like a healthy life? I would like parents to take this away from today actually to do things together. If diet is an issue that affects health and teeth, then as a family, look at diet and together when you do things, then it becomes easier to implement. Who am I to tell Malaysians to stop on their 
quiz and their desserts <laughs> and their teh tarik, right? But we could learn when to have them and have them at certain times of the day as a family and together and have that that going on. Why I say that is because if you have something a sugar rush in your mouth, then if very soon after that you're going to brush your teeth or, or rinse, then the impact is going to be so much less. So it's just about moving things around, not about reducing your quality of life by not having certain things. So when you start doing that as a family from young, with little kids, they begin to understand, yes, I can have my chocolate and my sweets, hmm. but at this time and right after I do it, I have to brush my teeth. And you can do that as a family too. You know, before sleeping, everybody just brushes their teeth. Now, these two things alone would make a massive difference on the health because teeth are so hardy. Mm. Just these couple of things would help. When I was growing up, we were told that you have to brush your teeth for three minutes and you have to stand there and you have to brush your teeth for three minutes. I mean, if you were to kind of embark on a new journey with your kids to kind of go, right, taking care of our teeth is going to be really important for us from this day on. Are we talking about brushing after every time we eat and drink? Are we talking about doing it for three minutes each time? Like, give us some kind of structure to follow? Well, the minimum for brushing should be twice a day. Some will say brush first thing in the morning or you could brush right after breakfast so that that takes care of one part of it. In the middle of the day, if it's too difficult to brush your teeth, just rinsing well enough will help. And of course, during that meal, you probably want to try to reduce the amount of sugars that you have. At night, then after that last meal, you brush your teeth. Now, how long you, you brush your teeth is not as important as how you brush your teeth. And with Dr. Google and YouTube, <laughs> it's not difficult to actually watch how teeth are supposed to be brushed or speak to your dentist. Here's where I want to add that take your children to see a dentist even when there's nothing wrong because then the first visit will be just an introductory visit. They will be comfortable in a new environment. There's no threat. There's no treatment to be done so that the first visit will be a friendly chat. So that the next time when they do need something, it won't be an alien environment anymore. Secondly, during that visit, the dentist can already spot certain things that are happening and advise you accordingly early on itself. Things can get expensive, so there's another reason to actually embrace the whole legacy of teeth for life. And that idea of introducing your child to a dentist to begin with before a problem even starts is very, very relevant, I think, and necessary because most of us would have had our first experience with a dentist when we had something wrong and uh, identifying that experience with pain yes. with that first experience then, of course, reminds us every time we have to go again, even as a child, it's like, oh, you're anticipating the pain already. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Doc for joining us we appreciate can all I, the information can I comment on something uh, that Asha said sure actually dentistry is not expensive neglect is yes so that's what I was that, going to say Yeah, that's, that's kind of yes. what I meant yeah so you're so right mm. thank you Dr. Suresh we've been talking to Dr. Suresh Nair from Pristine Dental Centre on Growing Pains today you can listen to this again on the Light Breakfast Podcast that's on the Shock app you've been listening to a Light FM Podcast on Shock that's S-Y-O-K